Hello, this is FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the Dot Esports Podcast Network. I'm Ahmad Khan of Tom's Guide. A new fighting game has caught the Super Smash Brothers scene by storm, and it's not what you might have expected. Titled Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, it's an arena fighter like Smash, but features iconic Nickelodeon characters. Top players were quickly surprised at the speed and technical mechanics that are baked into the game, some of which are not even available in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Joining me to talk about All-Stars is Alliance's Adam Armada Lindgren, a retired Melee player and content creator. While Adam was competing, he was considered, and still is considered, the best Melee player ever. Adam, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So, Adam, before we get you know into the technicals and the details, I think for a lot of listeners, they're, they're probably just as confused as I am. Uh, so... What in the world is going on? How is it possible for a licensed Nickelodeon game to have the mechanical depth that it that it does? Uh, honestly, I'm uh, very happily surprised as well. Uh, personally, I've uh, with some friends uh, always talked about idea how you know a major major company uh, like Nickelodeon, for example, to actually branch out to the fighting game community. Uh, and I think the cool thing here as well is that Nickelodeon was actually uh, using the developer for Slap City, a different platform fighting game. Uh, so it seems like they have really, you know, tried to like find inspiration, uh, you know, through Smash, uh, listening to content creators, competitors. Uh, so it seems like they are very in line with what the players actually want. And as someone that is used to Smash, when the developers don't really care about the community, uh, it's uh, it's very, very nice. Hmm. You know, you touched on an interesting point where when you were talking to friends, you, you felt that a company with a lot of franchises should be the one to you know make this type of game. But why is that the case? Why couldn't um, the Smash community like latch onto a Slap City or a Rivals of Aether or Brawlhalla? The thing is, uh, you can, but undeniably one of the biggest advantages Smash has is all the recognizable characters. Everyone knows Mario. Everyone knows Pikachu. If you have a game identical to Smash Ultimate or, uh, or Melee, if you have a game that is identical with the exception of what the characters look like, people won't play the game as much. Humans, we are, you know, we grew up with these characters. So we are more drawn to them and more likely to buy the games. And I think that's a huge reason why uh, when Nickelodeon announced their fighting game, that more people were jumping on board because they can relate to these characters. Uh, I mean, I guess for me personally, uh, because I actually didn't even have Nickelodeon at home as a kid. My family got it way later when some of my younger siblings uh, were kids. Uh, but I did understand uh, right away that this nostalgia factor is big for a lot of people. And I mean, it probably is big for me in other areas for things I did grow up with. Uh, so right away, I felt like it's potential. A lot of people might pick up this game. Uh, then when I heard that the Slap City people were working on it, I was more inclined to test it as well. Uh, because I did test Slap City. Uh, with a friend in the past, and I think the game was a lot of fun. But sadly, the game didn't really reach the masses, if you put it that way. So yeah. I, I think like, yeah, just having recognizable characters is such a big advantage. And I'm happy Nickelodeon uh, actually pulled through. I mean, that raises an interesting point. Would you go so far as to say that if a developer made, like, let's say the perfect arena fighter, but it was all custom characters that, you know, they made themselves, would you go so far as to say that that game would just never find uh, even like 
a percentage of the same success as uh, Melee or Ultimate have? Uh, I mean, maybe not quite as harsh. I guess if you make it truly, quote unquote, perfect, you will find success, but I can never see it find the same type of ceiling, or at least very, very, very hard. Uh, I mean, I think games could be better than newer Smash games, but not take off due to like not reputation of like former games in the title or in the series and yeah, less recognizable characters. Uh, I think it's a huge, huge uh, difference. Uh, like it's a, it's just such a huge advantage. And even though I think it's sort of possible to overcome, uh, it would be super hard. And the thing is also, if you don't have these recognizable characters to begin with, it's probably more likely that you have less of a budget to work with as well, because you're probably not super established. You might not be a super rich company. Uh, so that's like another factor, which would make advertisement harder to reach out to the masses. You know, I, I, I do want to ask, without getting kind of too into the jargon and the deep technical details, can you try and explain to maybe somebody who watches Smash from the outside why Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl is particularly exciting, maybe mechanically or gameplay-wise. So, at least from a Melee point of view, uh, one of the biggest reasons that a lot of Melee players love Melee is how fast-paced it is and how much technical stuff you can do in the game. And for Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, it seems like they have picked up a lot of inspiration from Melee. Uh, you have something like Wave Dash, so you can like slide across the ground, essentially. Uh, they have a different mechanic that doesn't even exist in Smash, uh, air dashes. Uh, you can use air dashes quickly to approach, uh, to like close the distance to your opponent. Uh, maybe find an opening and combo them. Uh, you also can use air dashes after moves, so you move super, super, super fast. Uh, for a lot of melee players at least, fast, exciting gameplay is what they like to uh, play and watch. Uh, so I feel like Nickelodeon is trying to not copy, but uh, like use that approach and like what people like in melee and use parts of that, but still make it their own thing. So yeah, fast technical gameplay is something they have tried to recreate. And I think uh, they've done a very good job and they've already released a patch uh, where they upped on some stuff that uh, melee players, for example, like such as DI, uh, mm -hmm. That's a concept where, depending on how you hold the control stick uh, as you get hit, it impacts how your character is flying. So basically, it can make combos more uh, advanced. Because for some combos, you may need to read how your opponent hold the control stick as you hit your move. Uh, so that's a reason why Melee's punish game after 20 years is still super deep uh, because there are so many variations of how you can make combos and so many variations of how you can hold the control stick to impact how you fly. Uh, and in the last patch, uh, Nickelodeon, they increased the importance of DI, basically how much you fly. So it gives more, uh, how do you say, even if you are getting comboed, you still have an impact on how it goes. You know, I was listening or I was watching a video with TSM FTX's Leffen and he went so far as to say that uh, Brawl or All-Stars Brawl was faster than Melee. I, I, I assume you agree with him, but I try to, I guess, explain to listeners how much faster we're talking about. Is it double the speed? Uh, no, I wouldn't say double the speed, but yeah, I mean, in terms of speed, uh, at least the way people currently play the game, yeah, yeah, I mean, I would agree. The air dashes is a really, really fast mechanic. Uh, 
And then the fact that you use them to like essentially make your moves faster. So in melee, you have this concept of like you do an aerial and then you want to press uh, one of your shoulder buttons as you land to like minimize the amount of lag you get when you land. Uh, you don't have L cancel in Nickelodeon, but the fact that you can air dash right after doing an aerial, uh, it essentially is the same type of input, but you fall even faster. Uh, so mm. I think that's one of the reasons as well. This gameplay is very, very fast. I think one thing that possibly could slow down the gameplay a little bit in the future is that shield is currently very strong. You basically don't really have any lag when someone hits your shield. So I do think it's a possibility that as people get better, uh, the shielding will be used more and we'll see more defense rather than the like ultra brutal offense that we have seen early on but i mean that's something they could change if they think the game down the line gets a little bit slower than they want to or a little bit more defensive than they want to stuff like that is always up to the developers in like uh an era where patches of games are incredibly common i mean when it comes to the dash that you do after an aerial is it that you just dash straight back into the ground uh, yes, that's uh, very, very common. You technically could do it in other directions. Like you could hit someone, try to air dash forward, try to like chase them in the air. Even if you don't get a true combo, you might like close the distance to apply more pressure. Uh, but normally speaking, when you pre-patch saw a lot of these nair trains with Ang, with SpongeBob, Oblina, and so on, you often saw people do a nair, air dash straight down, get back up in the air, uh, rinse and repeat. So... Mm. Each and every single aerial in these snare loops were pretty much air dash down. I see, I see. You know, the developers were very kind to give our production team a few codes to play the game. And uh, while I personally have enjoyed, you know, messing around with the, the mechanics and whatnot, I did notice that the, I see overall production value is not at the same level as of a Smash game. I mean, what has the community reaction been to, I guess, the overall quality of the package so far? I mean, I think if you talk about like voice actors and stuff, uh, I think I'm one of the less picky on stuff like that. Uh, sure. I more care about the gameplay, but I have heard uh, a lot of people raise concerns about that. Uh, for me, like, I'm not sure why uh, voice acting, for example, isn't in the game. Uh, my first line of thought was that uh, maybe some of these voice actors uh, would be very hard to get. I imagine some of these people may, may not even like be alive any longer uh, mm -hmm. or very old. And the thing is, like, I'm not sure how big their budget for the game was. I would imagine it's very expensive. Uh, and even though Nickelodeon had the nostalgia factor, the character stuff that we talked about earlier, uh, it still was probably incredibly hard even for the developers to like imagine how many copies are we going to sell the first week? Are we going to sell 10k, 50, 100, half a million, a million? Like at least for me, I feel like I have no idea how many people are going to play this game, how many viewers are going to be on Twitch. Uh so if money possibly was an issue, of course, more success, I imagine, uh, increased the likelihood to add these type of things. But this is uh, out of my uh, area of expertise, if you put it that way. Uh, as far as I know, they have met, never made 100% clear statements on why they ended up doing the way they were doing it. Uh, but at least that's my uh, line of thinking uh, regarding that. And I do think casuals, uh, maybe like not the most serious players, uh, but just want to play, have a little bit of fun. I think uh, it would increase more of these people to buy the game, of course, if you add these type of things. 
So unlike Smash, which is primarily, well, which is only on Nintendo systems, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl is on multiple systems. Where is the community currently gravitating towards as the default platform to play the game on? The default platform, at the very least, uh, from Smashers have been PC. Mm. Uh, Nintendo are notoriously bad with online. Uh, so at least every single Smasher I've talked to uh, have been playing the, the PC version. You get uh, quicker, better online. Uh, don't get me wrong, it can still be improved. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but you're going to have a better experience playing on PC than Nintendo Switch. Uh, and then another advantage as well is that patches seems to come out faster on PC than consoles as well. Uh, I guess like in game, like events, like offline tournaments don't really have too much of an option for PC because it would be much more expensive. And a lot of events, they are not really making bank if you put it that way. So I, I could imagine that like Nintendo Switch, uh, for example, or at least at Smash related events, uh, will use the Switch version. But if you're talking about people streaming the game, uh, making content for the game, uh, the PC version, as far as I know, is by far the biggest. I think one thing that did surprise a lot of people was the inclusion of rollback netcode in a in licensed Nickelodeon fighting game. Um, I'm curious, or actually, could you explain to the audience um, why rollback netcode is so important? And you know, also why it's been important for the melee scene that's having to play on Dolphin Emulator. Um, all right, so I'm not the best when it comes to these, uh, these type of things either, but sure. uh, if you want to put it in like simple terms, basically uh, rollback online, when done properly, uh, give you the most close to like flawless uh, gaming experience you can get when you're playing online, uh, at least for fighting games. And if you take something like Melee, if you play uh, Melee online, Slippy with rollback, uh, you can often replicate an experience that feels close to, if not identical to playing to someone right next to you. Mm. Uh, so that that's like another example of something I could see like where they have taken inspiration, like how much Melee Online did blow up uh, last summer when Rollback Online was announced and actually done very properly. I haven't played it too much myself, but I have been playing it a bit and it's surprisingly good uh it feels crazy that a game as old as melee has probably the best uh rollback slash netcode for any fighting game and it's not even done by uh the developers themselves uh so i think for nickelodeon if they wanted to like compete with the gaming uh platform fighter market uh that's a good selling point especially when uh melee itself had such successful netcode for the game. You know, I, I've been seeing on Twitter that uh, already tournaments are starting up for All-Stars Brawl. Uh, do you see yourself entering any of these events? Uh, online, I probably wouldn't. Uh, but for offline events, I could see it. Even with proper, uh, like with super, super good online, uh, call me old school if you want to. Uh, but I think it adds so much to experience to like, sit next to your opponent when you are competing uh having a crowd there uh it, it adds so much to it uh I, I also will be honest and say i haven't done any of these online events for a game like melee since it was past uh my competitive days in that game uh but i feel like it would be uh, yeah it would be a lesser of ex an experience in a sense uh mm -hmm. it, that's what i think uh 
But for offline events for uh, Nickelodeon, possibly. Uh, I don't really know if any tournaments have really started in Sweden. But I could see myself possibly play offline events. But mm. I never see myself going back to the lifestyle I had in Melee, where I was like traveling six months a year, being out of country. Uh, I, I don't see that ever happening. I'll be more than surprised if I ever return to such a lifestyle. But for occasional events, possibly. If uh, Beyond the Summit throws a Nickelodeon All-Stars event, with, let's say, you know, $30,000 $30, prize pot, would that be uh, incentive enough for you to maybe fly over to California? Uh, truth to be told, and people uh, people always uh, seem surprised when I say this, but my uh, when I did compete, money was like a very, very small portion of it. For me, the money in for tournaments and stuff like that, that was more I can do something I love full-time. But right. in terms of like almost like try to squeeze out as much money as possible was never like a big factor for me. So some people were surprised when I stopped playing Smash that is it not going to be hard to make as much money? But that was never a concern for me. As long as I can do something I enjoy for a living, playing video games, right? Uh, streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and stuff like that. Uh, that's more than enough for me. But with that said, uh, since I'm open for the idea of offline events, something like a Summit event uh, could very clearly be a possibility. I love Summit. I had an amazing time at all the Melee Summits I went to, and also uh, two Ultimate Summits as well. So... Yeah, uh, occasional events I could see happen. And unlike Nintendo, it's quite possible that uh, Nickelodeon might actually throw money into the pot, right? Um, or try to find incentives to bring players in. You know, the the one thing that I, I'm curious about, especially from somebody who's been in the FGC for a good amount of time, is that, you know, new games pop up, everybody kind of rushes to the new game, plays the new game, and then eventually starts to kind of fade into the background a bit. Um, we, we've seen this happen with... Um, multiple fighting games at EVO in the past. Do you think Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl has the sticking power of, you know, let's say a Street Fighter, or a Tekken, or, or a, a Melee? Uh, I mean, I think at the very least, it could down the line. Uh, it's always going to be harder for a newcomer, uh, since this is the first game in the series, right? Uh, so we don't really have, like, older data to look back on like if you if you get a game like street fighter like a new street fighter a new smash it's very likely these will stick around partially due to reputation uh but i mean i think it could especially if the developers keep showing uh clear signs of wanting to improve things that people want to see improved uh so yeah i mean i think it could stick around but currently it's impossible to say uh i think a lot of it comes down to uh improvements to online improvement with patches uh because that will be a deciding factor of how many people uh keep playing the game long term uh but the fact that they are willing to like invest into the game it's clearly uh an important factor i would say you know the the first i guess offline event will happen at Super Smash Con and already one of the characters is a man I believe it's what uh, Michelangelo uh, that's correct and I, I mean what does it say about how much work still needs to be put into this game to where it's at a level where let's say the quality is all equitable across all characters for me I would I, I would guess like when it comes to for this game uh, I would guess the development team was maybe not the largest. They didn't maybe have like the most amount of time to work on the game. So to me, it doesn't feel too surprising that 
uh, some stuff slipped through the cracks in terms of like how broken it was. I think they did make the right call to ban Michelangelo, uh, but uh, even though that was like a week ago, uh, approximately that tournament, uh, if even that, uh, they have already made changes for DI, for example, which was highly requested even from the start. Even before Michelangelo was banned, uh, that was a change people from uh, the melee community, at least, uh, wanted to see. And then I think with uh, how Michelangelo wor- worked as a character, that was more like, uh, yeah, this change really should should happen. Uh so yeah, for me, I, I wouldn't say like I'm worried or disappointed that something like Michelangelo slipped through. I would say more that it's encouraging that they took quick measures to improve the game. I mean, what other, I guess, odd or janky mechanics do you feel need to kind of be cleaned up or stripped out entirely? Uh, I mean, I would say I would like to see more improvements to foundations they already have in the game. So they recently added Dash Dance. But to mm-hmm. me, it felt like they did it more as an experiment. It, it feels like they have the mentality that they don't want to go overboard with something too much. So they have to remove it. They would rather go a little bit shorter and then add more if needed. I mean, I would almost say like it's a little bit like you don't want to give a kid too many toys and then possibly have to remove them, right? You would rather start a little and then maybe give a little more if needed. Uh, maybe not the best metaphor, but th- that's like how I saw it with both DI and uh, Dash Dance. So DI was already in the game prior to this patch, but it was very weak. And then it was noticeable that it's not enough because you had so many characters that could do like nair loops with like 10 down airs or uh, 10 airs, carry them across the stage and eventually finish them off with down air. So with this patch, we saw an increasement to that and... Uh, the question is, is this change enough? Will more be needed? Will less be needed? Uh, but I, 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 I'm cool with that uh, patch philosophy to go like steps in the right direction. And then with time and testing, we can see if the steps are enough. Hmm. Well, we're going to continue following this uh, very odd and fascinating scene. But either way, Adam, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It was uh, it was a blast. And that was FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the Dot Esports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and share. For full transcripts of the show, head on over to ftwamad.com. To follow Adam and keep up to date on the latest in Smash and All Stars Brawl, follow him at Armada UGS on Twitter. To follow me and my work over at Tom's Guide, you can find me at Ahmad on Twitter. This episode was produced by Henrique Damore and Jacob Wolf. The show's executive producer is Kevin Morris. Our research assistant is Sam Higgins. And with that, we'll catch you guys next week.